Hey guys, how's it going? Scott here, back with another episode of the SBL podcast. And this week, we've got the awesome Eric Jesus Coombs with us from the amazing funk outfit Lettuce. If you've not checked out these guys, get on it, check them out. They are super funny. Great horn section as well. And if you guys caught them last year when they went out on a massive tour in 2017 following the release of their amazing Mount Crushmore EP, then you'll already know about their bassist, Jesus. Or do you? Because aside from his work with Lettuce, he's also written music for, get ready for this, some of the biggest pop stars in the game, including Britney Spears, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, Enrique Iglesias, and Jennifer Lopez. And he's also played bass guitar, bass and guitar on some really well-known tracks as well, like most notably Kanye West's All Falls Down and Eminem's Crack a Bottle. Now, with Lettuce having just played a three-night New Year's Eve residency at New York City's Brooklyn and with a new live album out, which is Stew, we thought, get it, which is Stew, which is Brew, uh, we thought it was about time to, that we caught up with Jesus, who, in case if every, any of you were wondering, got his nickname from DJ Quick because he wouldn't partake in any of the debauchery and because of his long hair. Now, anyway, he's already deep in conversation with Nick, so let's go straight over to the guys for this week's episode. Where are you? Uh, London. Nice, dude. I love London. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When were you last over? Very, very much. I'm actually drinking a quick cup of Earl Grey right now. (laughs) Coffee's the best, though. But still, I love London so much. We just went. We played... we played the jazz cafe mm-hmm. two nights and it was so it was so on fire. I loved that. Those yeah, two it's a great nights. venue. It made the tour. I saw you at Ronnie's when was that? Yeah. That was last two years ago. Two years ago, two right. Years ago. Yeah, Ronnie's is special. That that was that's what lit that was the first introduction to well actually my father took me to England years ago and took me to London and uh when I was like sixteen I think and I was just stoked on that a, a lot, you know. And I uh, got to see some of the country, and and I just love that you know everything about it. The vibe is really cool to me. But um, yeah, that's cool, man. Where's I been, can't wait to get back. Where's been the best place that you've played? Where would be your favorite? Your favorite city? Oh, wow, or- that's 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 really hard to say. I love. Uh, I used to really love the sound of Sunset um, Boulevard, House of Blues, was just this really special place. Sunset Boulevard was cool. But uh, Italy, Perugia was really beautiful. Doing the um, Umbria Jazz Festival out there was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And then obviously we love to play at Red Rocks in Colorado. Right. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's just surreal being out at Red Rocks. Like you can hear, you can hear the sound waves bouncing off of those rocks, and you can feel it, and it's it's just magical. Oh man, you've done some great gigs, buddy. Let's Dude. let's talk about the new <laughs> album. Yeah. The Miles one? The Miles one, which is due. Tell me about yeah. that, man. It's such a cool idea. Well, uh, we were all um, like, uh, you know, it's just such an honor to play that music. And I think it's a dream that we didn't even dare to dream before this. Like, I think as we were growing up and listening to that stuff and learning our instruments, I don't think any of one of us ever thought we would try to attempt to, you know, re-envision that or play that music and, or get to, get to play that music. And there was a day that came where we were doing a show and uh, Benny Bloom had been asked, Eric, Eric, Benny Bloom, my trumpet player had mm-hmm. been asked to do a, a tribute to miles and a tribute to that specific, specific era of miles around the bitches brew album and some of those other cool electric miles records. So he got us to be in the band 
And uh, it was actually this just amazing energy that day, that morning. I think we were all like just definitely precautious and, and wanting to do justice to that. But, you know, I, for one, wasn't uh, entirely confident in myself to do that, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's such a heavy thing to do. But the magic took over and the spirit took over and it was just a really great day. And so that's actually the record is that show we played that day at um, a festival called Catskill Chill in New York. So it's all live. And uh, I just really love what happened on it. Like listening to Nigel Hall play Rhodes through the effects and play some really incredible stuff. And just to kind of think all of us were enough, were really respectful enough of Miles and his legacy to, to be in the right spirit, I think. And I just, I listened back to it and thought we got to put this out and Eric Bloom and Deitch and Nigel, we all thought we got to put this out. And some of the stuff that Ryan Zoid has played on saxophone, I just, it's, it's really cool to hear your friends and hear your band play something different, you know, just change it up. It was just really cool to play in one key for a long time. Not have to worry about the bridge too much, you know, (laughs) just play some trippy shit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so it came out. I really like way it came out, and uh, the artist that did the cover just crushed that. I really like that whole vibe he's throwing down. So I don't know. I really encourage listening to it. It's it's pretty fun, and it's an honor, and and it's just an honor to get to play that stuff. Why do you think? I mean, I think you captured it perfectly, man. And I think you you're wow. the, the perfect band to do that. But what is Thank- it? Do you think you guys have that? It meant you could do it so naturally and so respectfully, but still take it somewhere new. Um, well, Adam Deitch is a big part of that for sure. Cause like the dude's just like a wonder. To, he's just wonder. The drumming he plays is really cool. And he's got a lot of different, uh, you know, he can reach out to a lot of different areas of music. I don't even like to call them genres, but genres. And just the, we all kind of listen to so much music. I think we all had definitely, devoured those miles records over and over we had eaten that meal so many times that i feel like we were familiar with the flavor and you know adam dice is just crazy on the drums like what he was throwing down and then we started locking into a pocket that just gets hypnotic and well eric benny bloom too he has also the highest respect for the music and the people that played it so man i don't know thank you for saying that because when i first heard it back Cause as you're playing it, you don't really know. You're just trying, you're just like putting out what you're putting out. So afterwards, when we listen back, I think we all were like, wow, really feels right. And yeah, I'm not sure exactly why that happened, but we're blessed that it did. And, and we did it again though. I don't know. We did it again in new Orleans and it worked again too. So <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do it again in New York. It's magic to me. Cause I'm just like, I hope it works again. And And then I think, you know, you start to hear what Dice is throwing down. You start to hear what, what, Nigel's throwing down and then Zoidus and Bloom and I kind of know what I'm supposed to be doing as a bass player I'm I'm basically copping the old bass lines from those songs and I'm trying to play them as best as I can as a bass player that's my job so I was in the car the first before the first one just with the tunes in my ears just listening to the bass lines just basically trying to remember the bass lines because that's all I got to do is play the bass line pretty much and then like feel it <laughs> you know <laughs> How would you describe the chemistry you guys have? Because that's that's what really is just yeah. so vital for this, especially this album, this kind of music. I would describe it as friendship, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, as uh, loyal friends and and just homies, mates, whatever the people that respect each other, and we we not only respect each other as people, but as musicians. And I think 
we don't take any of each other's playing for granted or each other's lives for granted much. We're, we're pretty stoked on being friends at this point too. Like we really, um, we respect it and we started out that way as well too. But over the years it's grown more and more to just have ultimate respect for each other and care about each other. And that comes out, I think in the playing and you get up there and you care about your friend. So you care about what he's putting out on his instrument too. So like, I don't know that, and I think we're just meant to be. I think we're meant to be like from some outer space shit, bro. I think <laughs> we're this. The galaxy is aligned, and the planets, for whatever reason, at this time, put us all like some of the elements that make us a band. Like when when we showed up in Berkeley, when when I walked in the room, when you know, like I had to finish high school in three years instead of four. Usually, we do four years of high school in America, and. I got out, out of there in three. I did my last, I did freshman, junior, or like first, what would you call it? You'd call it 10th, 11th, 9th, 10th, 11th. And then I I did 9th and 10th, and then I did 11 and 12 in one year because I had I knew that I had to get back there when Deitch and Schmeens and all those guys were going to get back there, Kraz. And uh, they were all coming back a year earlier because they were a year ahead right where i was at so little things like that and then like just as i walked i remember as i walked in the room all the three of them happened to be just right where i was in the building and then we're walking a certain direction the three of them in walking somewhere going somewhere and they're like oh and back then they called me e dangerous so they're like ed come down we're going right now it was like the first thing that happened to me when i walked in the room of into the school of berkeley was they were right there going hey we're going to play music right and i'm like when they're like, right this like come with us right now and I was with my parents, so they're like, I was like, parents? And they're like, go with them. And I'm like, whoa, cool, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, like, little things like that, I feel like we're meant to be. And I'm very thankful to know the fellas, you know, and, and to get to play music with them. And we make each other better. They make me a much better bass player every day. So just, like, it's cool to hang out with people that are cool, that respect you and respect uh, music and life, <laughs> I guess. You know, it's, I think it's some outer space shit, bro. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's awesome, man. Yeah, thank God. How would you describe the journey you guys have been on musically? Um, uh, making our own path, kind of like looking looking into other places than what, especially going to Berkeley, there was, you know, a whole path. There was a whole river and flow of what people were checking out. And I think we wanted to go on a road that we were just drawn to it, but it def- different, you know, like an honest though an honest seeking of music and, and what it can do for you. And and what, what really naturally, I think some of the things, people think that you have to be like everybody else or play music this way or, you know, sound like anyone or sound like somebody. But I found that like some of the things that most bass players do, I don't even know how to do that stuff still. And I'm still trying to learn it, but it doesn't come as natural. So I think trying to figure out what comes the most naturally to us as uh, individuals and collectively and to feel what we actually are meant to be putting out basically. If that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of studying, a lot of studying, you know, checking out badass cats, you know, listen to cats like miles and listen to cats, you know, that, that, you know, I don't know. It's been an awesome journey and yeah. I can't, it's, it, it's, we're on it. We're still on it right now. I'm definitely trying to learn how to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> How much attention do you pay to like the sound, to soundcraft of of getting everything balanced and just sounding organic? A lot. We pay a, pay a great deal of attention to that. Um, 
yeah, I don't think we're trying to emulate an, a sound exactly though. Like some cats do like um, perfect imitations or not imitations, just perfect renditions of fifties and sixties and these sounds and they'll get all the exact uh, amps and mm-hmm. guitars and basses that were played on those records. And I think that's brilliant as well, but we don't technically do a lot of that. I think, um, since I was a young child, my dad always told me that if you're going to play bass, you got to have a great tone. You just, I think that's something for bass players since we're on a bass topic, get a great bass. It doesn't have to be expensive. It just, you has to, you know, you get a good tone first. I was just telling my brother, like something I would like to talk about on this interview is like basses. And I, I am simplifying, but a lot of times the note is literally a whole note for that measure. So it better have a good tone. You know, you're just going to go boom. <laughs> so it better sound right. Like, right. Why not get a great. So I think, you know, getting great amps and getting great uh, basses is a good idea and practicing technique that makes your tone sound awesome. And then I think as a band, we all do that individually and then we it, blend it together and we do consider all the tones, you know, especially making a record. We're really into tones and I, we're all studio people too. So I think tone you know, getting a unique and cool tone for the band. It starts with the individual having a great tone as well, but, you know, melding them all together to get a nice balance um, has been cool. And it's changed over the years uh, and it it consistently changes, but um, we always try to find a nice mix of it basically, I guess. What did you use for the, for the record for this, for the Miles record? For the Miles record, I just played this jazz. I played this Fender custom shop jazz bass that I've had for years I got in in uh, the '90s, late '90s, I guess, and um, it's beautiful. It's just a, it's a cool jazz bass. I played it with the whole show, but I just don't like switching basses in the middle of the show, right? If I don't have to, or I guess I got to practice that. And I'm not very <laughs> good at that part. <laughs> do, do you think you get? But it did, it is awesome to play a jazz and then a P because like a P. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I'm playing my jazz because I love to play the jazz all the time, it just feels great and it's really versatile. But every once in a while, I'm just like, man, I wish it was the P sound. I wish it's. I wish I was playing the P for this song, you know. Especially in Lettuce, there's a lot of songs that kind of need a P. But lately, I don't switch because the the bass I got sounds great and it's bassy. And I don't even know, like the dude out at the front of the house, he's doing all kinds of stuff with the bass tone. I don't even really know what it sounds like out there. So I think he can make it sound. I think I'm pretty sure he's changing. He's working with my tone a lot. Uh, our cat named Hunter. So he's doing a lot of stuff with my tone. I kind of talk to him about it all the time about what I send him and he can work with whatever I send him and make it sound however he wants it to sound. So yeah, but there's a times where I wish I could change to a, like just change between jazz and P more often. I should probably work on it. <laughs> do you think you get attached to a, a certain instrument totally i mean it's wood so it was alive right, right? so definitely yeah I'm, I'm definitely very attached to my loud and acoustic guitar i went to ireland on that same trip i told you when i was a, a kid with my dad mm-hmm. i mean a young a youth with my father he took me over there and then we went to ireland or we went, no, actually it was, sorry, it was a different trip. We went to Scotland for a moment and then we went to Ireland on a boat to visit this guy named George Loudon to buy these acoustic guitars. 
And um, I've had mine, and it's just, it's a part of me. That guitar is like a magic wand. I don't know what's up with it. It's, it, like, it freaks me out because like, I pick it up, and it sounds awesome. And I don't even, uh, it's weird. Like, I'll pick the guitar up, and it'll just be playing. I'll just My fingers will have hit as I grab. I'll just go to grab the neck of it, and my finger will hit whatever key we're in, like, whatever song that CD's playing or whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever I listen to on Spotify, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll just be on the right note. And like, this just does weird things. Like that guitar is part of me. So like the bridge just came off it. So I had to put on, but like, I really care about that guitar. And it definitely was a tree because it's just beautiful piece of wood. That's amazing and well-crafted. And it's like a small parlor acoustic six string that I, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of that thing. And now that I've been playing that jazz all the time, I'm starting to really love that jazz <laughs> that I play on stage every night. It's kind of really awesome too, I guess. Yeah. I never named them though. I always thought about that. Cats that like name their guitars and mm -hmm. stuff. A lot of them were named. Jimi Hendrix had some. Eric Clapton. Right, sure. Jerry Garcia had named their guitars. BB King, Lucille. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I never, I never found a name for any. I don't know. never do that part. <laughs> but I love them. I love them. Like, what's in the name? You know, Rose right. by the name still Rose. <laughs> Where do you see Lettuce going? The next sort of, the next part of the journey. Um, I'd like to play more festivals in Europe. That's for sure. Cause we've never even played a festival in Europe and I'd love to do that, but I'd love to see us just continue to, well, the new, new album that we're working on right now is really crazy. So I, I have a little more glimpse of where we're going. Actually, I can physically hear it and it's really cool. It's, um, I don't know. It's more of, it's more of where we've been going. It's, it's the same direction we've been headed for quite some time now. And it's definitely, uh, I don't know, it's expanding as well, though. But it still sounds, it's the same course, the same course of direction that we were on, that we've been on for a while now, I guess. Just kind of like staying true to ourselves and to our music and to what we actually, um, the whole idea of making a band in the first place was so we could play whatever we wanted to play, you know, like let us. Because when you're a hired musician, you have to play a lot of stuff you don't technically want to play, you know, and that's been going on for years and years. Like you got to play a certain song to make a certain dollar or a certain currency, you know, but the entire idea of us being a band is that we don't have to do that. So we want to stay true to what we're actually feeling in the current moment now in the here and then staying in the here and now I would think is on our minds the most and being truthful, radically honest and honest with each other and ourselves and, what we want to see and then putting in extremely hard work. And I think that that will continue to, you know, bless the people and bless ourselves at the same time and make cool music that'll last forever. You mentioned um, you guys are all done studio work, like aside from the band as well, right? Yeah. And, and you've done some sideman gigs too. Is that right? Yeah. I've done a lot of sideman gigs and it's fun. I like the studio versions better, but mm -hmm. I've done some fun uh, live ones too, but I love doing side side gigs still to this day in the studio. I just did a session with DJ Khaled. That's all top secret. It's all top <laughs> secret. Major key. <laughs> Major key alert. Did I tell you I've been in the studio? <laughs> yeah, it's all top secret. But I just worked on DJ Khaled's record. That was really awesome. He's like the nicest dude in the entire world. Like mm -hmm. really inspirational, extremely hardworking. And then uh also been I've gotten to be blessed to be around Dr. Dre quite a bit and he's just that was the beginning of inspiration. He's like the sun. 
you know, like that dude radiates awesomeness and he's just a really nice, he's really nice too. So I've been blessed to be around some power players that are doing wonderful things and um, kind of showing, they're showing people how to work hard and have fun at the same time. Like they're having a blast. Like DJ Khaled and Dr. Dre, they work very hard, but they're having a great time. And I think that's a thing to aspire to. But yeah, I've definitely done some really cool sessions with lots of cool. Uh, rest in peace, Nate Dog. You know, mm-hmm. I got a chance to work with Nate Dog, and he was a really cool cat. And just some really cool experiences. I've walked in on the studio just following my music and following bass around uh, has brought me to really cool places. And I'm thankful for that for sure. Got to meet Snoop Dogg a few times. He's really cool, really, mm-hmm. really cool. I got to play congas. I actually played congas on Snoop Dogg's record one time. Oh, wow. The, I had my bass with me, but my homie Fred Reck had already crushed the bass so hard on the smoke that, and then the homie Eric was supposed to, uh, this really great percussionist was supposed to come through, but I think he, he was busy with another gig. So I ended up playing the congas on this track and it made the radio. It's called Crazy Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg. Uh, and I'm on the congas. You can hear me play congas. <laughs> no, I'll be able to go and check that out. Right? <laughs> it was a simple part. I was like, I got it. I can do this. One. <laughs> yeah. Bless up. Eric Bobo is the is the uh, percussionist that was close to make it. He's awesome cat. But yeah, that's it's. I've just walked into some cool things in the studio. I think the studio is a really magical place too. My father had me in the studio very young, and I got to see how it works and how cool it can be with C string sections and. Mm-hmm my pops producing like string sections and see some really cool stuff. And so I've always been enamored with the studio as well. I love that environment. You can do anything in the studio. Right. I got to work with Kanye West too on a college dropout and to see him, he's a magician. He's like a genius, complete genius. I'd like to say that again. I'd say Kanye is a complete genius <laughs> just cause he's really good, man. Like he's so good at music. And some of the things you listen to, like listen to what he did with Daft Punk on on that record. Like I think it's where the way Yeezus starts or whatever. Then you you can have your opinions of Kanye and, and whatever, but like the guy is really great in the studio. He's phenomenal. Like and I've been in there with him. He's very nice, and very humble and kind to me and to everyone I saw him talk to. So I think he's an awesome person and he's he does well with um yeah, I just that when I think about the studio being a magical place, I think about Kanye because of the just he can take you he could take it any direction and get with what you can do with effects and great engineers you can just do so much cool stuff in the studio you can make a brand new world you know and i've seen him do that so that's i've seen a lot of people do that. i've seen dr dre do it and it just it becomes fun it feels like it starts to feel like the control room is literally a spaceship it isn't but it's figuratively <laughs> a spaceship and you're going places and you're and you're making things you're creating you know you're making something that wasn't before you got there it wasn't and now it is so it's exciting i love the studio stuff and uh we just i felt that same way with the studio session we did uh with lettuce we just did one with russ elevato mm-hmm. and so our newest record that's coming out in probably like six months or something like that it'll be out like when it's done but we've recorded it and now russ is mixing it but russ did uh a lot of D'Angelo records and some rude stuff, Erica Badu. So he's just, a, he's a wizard. He's also a crazy pilot of the spaceship too. So I see now we got to see Russ with Lettuce do that. I, it, we made a really cool record and we're, we're, we're making it and I'm proud of it. 
And I guess all this does sound egotistical a little if you think about it, but I'm just a big fan of this band and what we do, and I'm a fan of my friends, and I think that it's magical what happens, and I'm always shocked. And I'm always like, I can't believe it's working. It's working again. But you have to believe it. So, I, you know, you believe it, but it's always a – I don't know why it always surprises me every time. It's just so cool. It's always new and exciting every single time, like – space exploration or something it's very exciting so i think that's why your guys are so great because you're just obviously still really loving it what you're doing thank you. it's it's obvious and it's true i really love it we all do yeah i mean adam deitch won't stop like he really won't stop we get off tour where i we've been on tour for you know maybe a month and a half or two months and we've been out for a while and i'm when i get home i need to chill i'm i'm gonna chill for a minute i'm gonna go to the beach and play some golf i'm looking at dude's instagram he's making beats every single walk, look what does he walk in the airport and just start working immediately you know? <laughs> like so like you gotta that's that's obvious that that's what he likes to do you know mm-hmm. what i mean he's not he's not being forced to do this he wants he can't wait to get back to his computer and make a fire beat you know after the road you know so like yeah i don't know that we definitely love it we definitely are passionate in the here and now well, keep up the good work, man. I think you're doing a great job. Dude, just just before so we much. sign off, man, could you just give just give us one bit of advice for anyone who wants to play bass in a band like Letters? Uh, okay. What would it be? Uh, find cool friends that play really well on their instruments that isn't bass, <laughs> if you want to play bass. <laughs> you know, find a cool guitar player and a drummer and then work together to, like, learn to practice together you go from you go from shedding your instrument and practicing your instrument by yourself to going and practicing your instrument with a couple other people that are as as inspired as you and you have a chemistry and um look for friends look for cool friends that play their instrument and it might not be right around your hometown you might have to look far to find them you know because i definitely did i had to fly all the way across the country to find uh those cats but i mean you might not they might be right next door to you might be your brother and it might be cooler just to have a friend that's your if your homie's really your homie just teach him how to play an instrument <laughs> like he doesn't even have to be a musician or see you know, it could be your girlfriend you could just be like look we got a jam because i want to jam you know what i mean you have to i think music is like think about a, a drum circle back in a thousand years ago mm-hmm. you have to play the parts together and it's really fun it makes it more fun it's really fun to play an instrument by yourself that's always really fun and to learn but to play an instrument with somebody else is really fun too so like one and two and three like where where one and where two or more are gathered the spirit is there you know so I guess that's that's an awesome quote, man. I'm going to use that. <laughs> it's from the Bible. <laughs> man, yeah, thanks so much. Man. Absolutely. Happy holidays. And I appreciate you too, man. it very much, dude. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you. you. Well. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. And a huge thanks to Jesus as well for hanging out with Nick and giving him the full lowdown on what he's got going on. Now, if you've not been to scottspaceessence.com yet, make sure you go over there straight away and check out what we've got going on. In a nutshell, we are the ultimate online bass school for bass players like yourself that are really dedicated to get that, you know, get their bass playing to that next level. You can now do that from the comfort of your own home. We have some of the best 
best bass educators on the planet teaching for scottsbasslessons.com and as a member you can join their live seminars each and every week from the comfort of your own home because we stream it directly online also you can get access to the world's largest online course library for bass players again with some of the best bass educators on the planet teaching those courses it really is a completely new opportunity guys beforehand you could either go to your local music store and try and grab a one-to-one lesson from somebody off the music you know the notice board or you could spend 50 or 60 thousand dollars a year going to music school now you can you can get access to some of the best Um, education in the world from the comfort of your own home for under $200 a year. It's ridiculous. It's, man, I wish I had that when I was a kid and I was getting into this stuff. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, guys, but go over to scottsbasslessons.com and grab a 14-day free trial. You can take the entire platform for a test run for 14 days completely free and if you want to cancel at any time it takes the click of one button you don't even need to shoot us an email or anything like that we've made it as easy as possible because we know when you come and join in at what we've got going on at scottspaceessence.com it is going to blow you away because it really is a completely new opportunity for base players just like yourselves to finally get access to the best base education there is in the world Okay, I'm going to sign off. I've got to take the kids out. Um, I'm on daddy duty this afternoon. Hopefully you're having a wicked day out there and I'll see you next week. Take it easy and I'll see you in the shed. (laughs) 